Welcome back to the Eden Podcast. So glad to have you back. Um, if this is your first time, um, well, welcome. You can carry on listening. It'll all make sense. But we also did one last week. So make sure that you subscribe, however you're listening to this, and then you won't miss another one and be sad. So that's good. Um, so I'm joined again by Bex and Matt, who we had on last time. Um, they're not going to be on every week, but they did a really good job last time. Um, we are again in Suffolk and we are absolutely freezing today. Yeah. Bex, you're now I'm 21. I'm physically shivering. How, how are you I'm 21. It? <laughs> it's great. It was your birthday, wasn't it? It was amazing. What did yeah. you do? I went to see Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thoughts? Oh, amazing. I mean, it's just so epic. I think Everyone anything with Chris Pratt in it is. I know. Also, he loves Jesus. So. He does love yeah. Jesus. So yeah, that was really fun. And then I went up, back up to Nottingham and oh, cool. did something with my housemates. So that was good as well. Oh, lovely. What about you, Matt? What have you been up to since we last spoke? Oh, it's been hectic. Um, but yeah, just, yeah. I mean... Just life? Just, yeah, life. Just did life, you go working. with Bex to see Jurassic World? I did, it was brilliant. And did you also enjoy Chris Pratt? I also enjoy Chris Pratt. He's a legend. Isn't he? he is. So um, this week, we are going to be talking a bit more about the heart between betwined we're going to be talking <laughs> we're going to be um exploring and asking some questions uh, about the heart behind the eden gathering which is happening on the 5th of july at the mix um in stone market shameless plug but um we really do want you to be there it's going to be a great night don't miss out that don't miss out that's something that you shouldn't say or should say i can't remember what i'm sure mean? that's a marketing thing fomo and millennials there's something about that somewhere oh. online probably on reddit you will miss out <laughs> if you don't come exactly so um we'll get into kind of like why eden is a thing um but i'd be interested to hear about i hear all these things about millennials totally dropping out of church um and not being engaged in church and there's this mm. big crisis i mean this isn't church media this is secular media saying there are no 20s to 30s in church anymore. Mm. Um, what's going on? I mean, Matt, are you, are you in church? What what What's your story? Are you a Christian? I take it you are. Yeah, so I am a Christian. Uh -huh. um, I've, I've been around, my dad's always worked in church world, well, since I was born, always worked in a church world to some extent. So I've, yeah, I grew up in church and around church and I actually haven't been, so I've moved up to Nottingham uh, almost a year and a half ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um and I, ha I have, I, I have, I've been around churches, and Nottingham has so many churches, um, and like some fairly big ones as well. And it's a sort of a big student hub, so um, churches that set out to go for people my sort of age. So, um, but no, I haven't been in church for the year and a half I've been in Nottingham. I just haven't. I've looked. I haven't been able to settle anywhere. And um, I'd love to know why. If you're if you're happy to yeah. share, I'd love to unpack that a bit. As a you are a millennial, yeah, and you're not settled in church. No, but but. A but you Christian, love Jesus. I love yeah. Jesus and I am yeah, passionate about helping other people connect with Jesus. Mm. And um, I think it is, yeah, I'm a card carrying Bible nerd and I love it. So I'm... I've never heard that phrase before. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, and I love church. I think church is the best. I, mm -hmm. It just, I haven't been able to connect, um, which has been tough, but yeah. And, and why, do you, why do you think that is? Is it style? Uh, I mean... Uh, 
I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah. I'm ge- just genuinely interested to... Um, definitely definitely not style so so my my job is music i i do music full time um so you would assume that i have high standards on kind of the music in church and, and i don't i'm i'm happy with um i could, when i when i started looking around nottingham i was like oh, i'd be nice if it kind of sounded like this and looked like this and yeah. um had these this sort of demographic there and um and it got to the end and i was like i just i want it to be helpful was my my number one i want i want to go or to be able to take mates and for them to come away and be like, yeah, that, that's, so it, has, it. it has to be invitational. Yeah, yeah. It has to be something that you're not embarrassed by. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I just, I wanted, if I brought a friend, I'd want them to be able to go away and be like, oh, that's, that's resolved attention for me. Or that's helped me move forward in yeah. kind of understanding the world or understanding why I feel like this or why I struggle with this or, um, kind of a better way of approaching this. And it just, it didn't, the amount of times I went to, to church service and they just, yeah, God loves you and have a good mm. week. And I was like, come on, no yeah, one's, yeah. there are better places to be on Sunday than just hearing that shouted at you. At yeah. Um, and then the the other big one is, is I think it is a no brainer that church should be welcoming and inviting to people that aren't Christians mm-hmm. and don't regularly attend. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you should have to believe and agree with us to still want to be around mm. church. Yeah. Um, and it, it just, that wasn't what I found in Nottingham. You would go and, and there was there was one church that I was really kind of trying to just push on with and get involved in and um, serve where I couldn't be on the music team and um, and and the they were just they were very obviously set up for people who believed the same things I believed mm. um, and it it would be uncomfortable if you walked in not believing all the same things we believed mm. um, and I couldn't I couldn't understand why because for me it's a no brainer you just you welcome people like a normal human being yeah. it doesn't it's not everyone knows how to do it costs yeah. to know how to do it you walk in and you get a smile and they kind of, it's just, it's a welcoming environment. Why can't mm-hmm. church do that? It's not a, a difficult thing. And they were saying, oh, we, we give people a Bible because that's the most important thing to us. And I was like, there it is. They mm. don't think people are the most important thing going. Mm. And so that, that for me has been, I think the issue is that it's, it's church isn't complicated. It's, it's a group of people who know that just it, they're trying to learn how to do life together and to give their life away for other people. It's, yeah. it's a, it That's primarily should be a community of people loving each other and not in the kind of happy, clappy, friendly, like everyone wants like this, this crazy kind of love that you do give yourself away for other people. And, and that's why I love church so much. Cause I've grown up with people that have kind of bailed me out of situations or come around in the middle of the night to help me out with stuff. And mm. when you experience that kind of like give everything away kind of love, it just, it can't be beaten. And I yeah. haven't, I'm part of sports teams. I'm part of band things. I'm, I, I just, I can't, I haven't found that anywhere else. Um, it's and interesting. And do, you, just... do you think, sorry, Bex, I'll bring you yeah, in, bring you in a sec and hop in if you want to. Do you think um, the church scene, the, the way that you haven't, everything that you've just described, do you think that says more about the church scene where you live or you as a person? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so I'm, I'm. I think church should be should be done with unchurched people in mind. I think people yeah. are the most important thing on this planet, and we should. It's a no brainer that church should think about people, um, because the issues we face aren't. I mean, I'm, I'm a Christian, and the issues that I face are no different to the issues that my non Christian mates at school or at work or um, football have. We all struggle with the same things, um, and so you should treat people like people. Um, and you should treat them well because they're valuable. They're I, I, so. I think that's definitely something that I view as important. 
Um, but I've been to churches all over the UK and it seems to be the case that it's it's difficult to find a church that will not lots of churches say yeah we want we want non-christian people to feel welcome and they might yeah. say hey if you're new great welcome and and that that for me isn't isn't doing it that's not yeah, making yeah. non-christian people feel welcome you, and, you've been spoilt with a church experience oh uh, yeah for sure so yeah so i grew up at the forge yeah so we and, should we should just say as a prefect we we actually all know each other from this church called the forge yeah which is based in suffolk that's how we've all kind of come together today so just in case you didn't know that yeah, yeah. sorry carry on and, and eden's a big lot almost well all the people pretty much that are volunteering and that are making this thing happen um are from the forge mm-hmm. so um yeah so yeah so the forge the forge and and dad is a leader at the church so mm-hmm. he's always sort of really valued making unchurched people feel welcome and making it easy for people to connect with god who are far from god or just even if you struggle with the god thing if you're curious or you don't like you should still be able to connect with me and connect with the other people at church and still still feel like you belong and that people care about you and that you can have people without having to believe the same things we believe yeah. um and and the forge have done that brilliantly and the leadership team get that and that's yeah that's awesome but um yeah it's our default position is to think about us and the people around us so it's hard so um the forge have struggled with it every church struggles with it it's I personally have struggled with it where you do you kind of get into a rhythm and you do just start it's easier to think about me and the people that I know mm. and the people that I'm like and the things we all believe in um so yeah so I think churches all over the place do it and they neglect people who aren't part of yeah. them um because that's just kind of the default yeah. position for everyone um but that's something that I really don't want to happen with Eden that's yeah. a, we're very intentional about um, you should be able to bring your mate and they might not agree with everything. They might be curious. They might be searching or looking or um, asking questions and whatever, whether they don't come to a decision or they come to a different decision or they should still be able to come to our event and feel part of it and feel like we're their people and that we care about them and that we would um, drop everything and come running at two o'clock in the morning if they needed us. So mm. yeah, that will be at the heart of what we do when we launch on July 5th and sort of push on so from there. Good. I can't wait to see how this all <laughs> Bex, what about you? What's your experience in church? And are you in church? And yeah, yeah. What does so, it look like for you? Um, quite a different um, experience in terms of upbringing, especially from Matt. But I grew up in a Church of England church in Ipswich, where I was born. Um, I was there for 18 years. Um, wow. Yeah. And uh, Does that mean people like still pinch you on the cheek? I wish I wish well I wish I could say oh they say you know haven't you grown but really I haven't grown since I was about 12 so (laughs) they don't say that (laughs) um but uh yeah so I was there for 18 years it was a wonderful environment to be a part of I was very much a part of what I would describe as a family community there which was um very important to me as I was growing up uh but then uh, a lot of the young people there were a couple years older than me mm-hmm. and there weren't many young people coming up from the ages below. So a lot of my friends uh, went off to university or went away or drifted away from church. Um, and uh, I was left as being sort of the only person my age in the church and I was finding it um, harder and harder to sort of um, push for changes which would mean that people like my friends who had drifted away from church because it just didn't feel like it had any real life real world Mm -hmm. application or had any sort of bearing on everything else that was going on in their lives um I wanted to push to 
see that changed and um I did find that increasingly difficult and uh at the same time I um came along to the forge for the first time and I found there a community that was certainly uh trying to do things that were engaging young people and um yeah trying to get people along who weren't familiar with church or were disenfranchised with church and that sort of thing so I became part of the forge and then the last three years I've been in Nottingham and I've also found it very difficult to connect in with church there so um it's been a varied sort of relationship with church that I've had throughout my whole life but it's always been sort of yeah the thing for me yeah and that's really tough and just to say as well like we you know Matt said it we love church yeah Uh, we think church is a good idea um but we're just being honest with our struggles and that's kind of the point of this podcast as well is that there's no point being fake and saying it's all happy clappy like absolutely it's really hard and that must be especially hard for you too as you are in a relationship uh, it says so on Facebook. Um, <laughs> so, <must> <laughs> um, I assume as Christians that mm. you've put God at the forefront of your lives and yeah. your hearts. That's yeah. what being a Christian is. But how do you grow together in your faith without growing together in church? Yeah. How does that? So this is really difficult. And yeah. um, certainly it was a very, I mean, for us, it's not just that um, sort of faith is the most important thing, but both of us are very passionate about going into church work in the future. Right. Um, so it isn't just that God is like at the forefront. Yeah, it's yeah. also like church is wants to be our priority. And actually, certainly, I hope Matt won't mind me sharing the ins and outs of our relationship. But I think when we were both in Nottingham and struggling to get connected in church, I felt suddenly like there was a big thing missing in our relationship because church had always been like the thing that we were directed towards as a pair and um yeah that's been tough and certainly I think both of us have a similar heart for church that engages people who don't know God but there are things that I can tolerate more there are things that Matt can tolerate more and then there's you know it does create sort of tension and difficulty and also you know I'm coming to the end of a three-year period now where I haven't been connected heavily yeah. into church and I have really felt the toll on my faith, which I never thought would happen. You yeah. know, I thought that'll be, it's hard, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's not essential. You know, yeah, yeah. I can be a follower of Jesus by myself without church um, and uh, I cannot. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm yeah. getting to the end of a period now where I'm like, I have really to be in something. community again because I am really struggling. So yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks yeah. for being so honest with that. And it is just hard, isn't it? Yeah. It is just hard. And I'll be interested to see whether just hearing a bit of your, your guy's story as well is the people that you've grown up with in church, whether, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to establish some themes maybe that you see as to why people might be in a similar place to you. Like, uh, is it just you that's not settled in church or is it all your friends or, you know, actually no one from my age group is in church anymore. Um, we all feel the same way. We love Jesus, but we can't get into church or people mm. falling away from the faith. What What are some of the reasons why you think millennials in general are turned, turned off going to church? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. There are, so people at my work, there's majority of them aren't, don't go to church. Um, when I talk about Jesus and they're well up for listening, having conversations and debating things. Um, but the second you mention church, oh, I've, I've, I went when I was younger, I don't want to do it anymore. Or 
Um, Judgmental. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and isn't it? I mean, when was the last time you heard people talk about the church and it wasn't because they were smashing people about getting married if they were gay or someone disagreeing with something else that, that just the rest of yeah. the world were doing. And yeah. And, and it, it baffles me. Like you, you hear all the time people saying, Oh, the church have said the rest of the world is wrong and we're outraged about it. And mm. it, it's so clear in the Bible that if you, if you don't subscribe to being a Jesus follower, if you don't want to be a Christian, you don't have to, you're off the hook. You don't, we say we, we don't do this stuff and we think it's better to live life a certain way. But if you don't want to do that, if you don't agree with us, leave you alone that's not yeah, yeah. we shouldn't be we shouldn't people shouldn't be oh the christians have said non-christians do this and that's it, it's not right. that's not our business we don't you know yeah, we're yeah. meant to love people and care for people and drop everything and come running if they need it um we're not meant to be the judge and executioner for everyone's behavior and yeah. what they believe and what they think and yeah um and yeah it's bible's really clear about if you're not a christian we're meant to love you we're not meant yeah. to tell you how to live your life so it's really interesting, like, um, just recently, it's been the royal wedding. Mm. Um, and when you said, when was the last time the kind of church has been shed in a good light? And I think that was the first time. Mm. What, what was his name, that, that preacher? Michael, was it Isaac? Michael My- Curry? Michael Curry, that was it. Yeah, the American fella. Yeah, now I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that, I think that was the first time that I think people were like, hey, church, church is all right. Like, actually... I quite like the Jesus that he's describing. I'm quite mm. liking the love that he's describing. And it, it kind of set people on fire. Mm. But for too long, that hasn't been the case. And yeah. also, you notice, um, I was watching, I think it was Dermot O'Leary was talking about, he was sort of doing like a rundown of what had happened at yeah. the royal wedding. And he was talking about Bishop Michael Curry's sermon. And one of the things he said was, I bet you would never see a sermon like that on a Sunday in England only every week <laughs> and that's what I found so yeah. interesting about it was people you know they like the message it was yeah. really good but the first thing they're thinking is oh this is very yeah. you know very unusual this isn't what you get in church because church isn't this yeah. sort of impassioned speech it's something that we think of as a bit sort of more yeah. muted and a bit more mm-hmm. sort of we associate maybe church with like traditional British yeah stiff upper lip like kind of values and like mm. a bit more prim and proper you know yeah. what I mean and, so. I, and I think so much of that is what that helped him out helped him get one leg up I think is the fact that he was American mm. I think that actually the American church has a different stigma attached to it than the mm. UK I think people when you describe American church um think of oh happy day mm. um you know think think of black gospel you know, the, the scenes from films. But when you say to someone, Church of England, mm. then you start thinking, oh, here we go. They're going to waft some sort of smell at me and light candles mm. and it's going to be weird. And this is actually where I slightly differ from Matt in terms of where I think we're missing out on connecting with the millennial yeah. generation is certainly actually in the older generation, this sort of... um maybe the judgmental side of church or um, those experiences where people have been hurt from church and things like that. People have, uh, you know, drifted away or, or said rejected church and been like, I don't want to be a part of that. And actually it's their children 
which are now the millennial generation. So they're not even growing up in church. And certainly my experience has been not that they think, oh, well, church, you know, they're judgy or they don't agree with the things I agree with. You know, they might get fired up in the moment if they were faced with like a debate, you know, where Mm. people were talking about something like homosexuality. Certainly in the moment they'd be like, you know, that I, I don't like that view. I hate that. I want to be distance myself from that. But in their sort of day-to-day life, the real reason that they're not connecting with church is because church is easy to dismiss. Right. So I certainly, you know, when I talk to people at university about faith, like housemates who I've lived with who um, aren't Christians and haven't grown up in church, it's always, you know, that's lovely for you. You know, I can see that it makes you a nice person. It's nice that you want to take care of people. That's really, that's nice. Good you know, you. <laughs> They don't, yeah, exactly. But it's, it's easy for that to be it. So they can look at me and they can see that I'm part of church and they go, that's nice, you know, keeps you busy on a Sunday morning and it's small and it's a part of life. You know, me being a follower of Jesus is a part of my life, not the full thing. Yeah. And so it's easy to dismiss and it's easy to overlook. And actually, yes, the church might have taken a stand. Well, you know, the church that we see in the media might be taking a stand against things that people, um, don't like the church speaking out against Mm -hmm. but actually I don't think that people are really that bothered because they're like yeah you know the church doesn't agree with it but I don't care they don't have any traction they don't have any clout in my own life so I can just sort of put them in a box like the church is kind of diminishing and you know put that aside I don't need to worry about that because that's not big and really I think what gets to the heart of that is that we are increasingly finding people who are sort of maybe Sunday attenders or churches, a nice thing, you know, we're holding on to good values, good Christian values. Um, And this whole life all in radical, laying my life on the line, going out into the world and really, really loving people, not just, you know, setting up a nice stool at the fate, you know, and giving out, like I don't know nice things (laughs) like really life on the line loving people um that's something that you can't ignore and that's certainly something that I'm excited about with Eden is that we're not just looking to get people along to a gathering once a week we're looking to um inspire people to be part of a community which is really all in yeah yeah so Um, can can you unpack so the reason why Eden has come about is to kind of feel this need and some Mm. of the themes that we've been discussing Matt can you tell me a little bit about Eden why I mean I think we kind of know why it's because we've established kind of your heart but tell us how it came about and what it what it is and for those that might not know it's more than just a a meetup isn't it yeah for sure um so it so Eden Eden really is all there's a, a gathering of people that are already around that are already doing like I was talking about church and people that would drop things at 2am and come running or help me out if they if I ever got stuck in a situation there's already a group of people who who do that and who love really well and who help build my faith um, but there's never been an environment set up specifically for people of my age and up like kind of the 18s to 30 35 kind mm. of the millennial generation there's nothing being set up specifically with us in mind 
Um, and and with with us in mind to bring our mates along, we we don't want to have have this tension of oh, I, I really enjoy my church mates, but I I also love my football mates and I love my workmates, mm-hmm. and you you want to be able to be part of a place that's been set up for all because Christians and non Christians deal with the same things, so we should be able to get along and have the same sort of environment set yeah. up for us and um, and so so it came out it came about because people of our age were coming up and saying. We just need we need something to get together because as as Becky was saying, it's difficult doing life as a Christian on your own. Um, and so people are saying we kind of we we know that church is important. We know that we need people around us to help us do this. Um, but there's nothing that's set up specifically for us. So church is great or church is not great. Or however people view it, but they everyone was saying it it feels like we're attending someone else's thing. Um, and so Eden is set up as, as our thing. It's, it's an environment. There are three parts to it. There's, a, there's the event, um, which happens once a month on a Thursday. It's, it's kicking off 5th of July. Um, and that's at Stowe Market, the mix at seven. Um, and that's, that's going to be just an environment to all get together. And there's going to be some, uh, music that again is specifically designed for people of our generation. Um, there's going to be like a presentation TED talk kind of thing that is specifically designed for people um, of our age that you're going to be able to bring your mates along to and if they believe the same things or don't they should be able to enjoy it still and be part of it Um, but we also know that if we're going to have this kind of crazy all-in loving people um, something that's that's not just dismissible not something like oh you can I can love people and I can be nice on my own like but like a proper community of people who genuinely like will throw it all to the wind to love other people um we know you can't do that just one thursday a month so we're we're meeting in homes and we're going to eat together because that's just a, a great thing to do like who doesn't love yeah food and um and kind of chatting about life and we'll kind of help you help each other grow in those situations and then we're going to do some social action stuff so just um figure out what the community needs and ask nothing of them just go and give ourselves away and um kind of help and serve and love people where we can um and we've got kind of this podcast and youtube videos and uh social media stuff so we want it we want it to really feel like a um a gathering that you can be part of 24 7 um so we've got all these kind of different facets of um of the gathering that mean that you can kind of be part of it and stay part of it and stay engaged and stay growing and um, yeah. Cause we don't want you to just come to an event once a month and kind of hear a nice talk and then go away and kind of, Oh, I feel good. Cause a week later, a couple of days later, that's kind of worn off. And um, we want you to kind of build friendships and have a group of people that yeah. will really help you go away so that people can look at you and say, I, I don't know if I believe what they believe, but I, I, I can't believe they would give that yeah. much for someone else with nothing in return. I think that's a, a radical thing and as i said last week our our lives are judged by how well we give them away at every funeral yeah. it's always about how well they love people how how well they use their life and leverage their life to benefit other people we all know that that's true um so if that's what life's all about if that is the the secret ingredient as it were um let's find a group of people that we can really do that with and do that well with um cuz just church has been overcomplicated in my life it, it, there's always all these things you need to understand and believe until you can really get into it. And so it's hard because you kind of think, I want to be all in, but I don't know what I think about this. And I don't know what I think about kind of these other peripheral issues. And yeah, um, 
Eden's a place to work it out. Yeah. Or and, and not care. Yeah. Or just be you, come That's as you it. are. And I think thing. you might have heard it at church before. People always talk about kind of the Acts church, the church straight after yeah, yeah. Jesus' death and resurrection as being like this, this boom and it was exciting and it was it was big and um like kind of let's how how do we recreate that? So it's 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 in it's like contagious and people want to be a part of it. And um they were completely based off the fact that they believed there was a God who stepped into humanity and died because he loved people and then invited other people um, to go and love other people away as well. We've been forgiven. He's died on our behalf so that we can be free to go and love other people on his behalf. Um, and, and that was it. They didn't have a Bible, so they didn't have to subscribe to a whole load yeah. of things. And they, weren't, yeah, and they weren't having to subscribe to the Old Testament because Jesus said it's all about loving other people and that's how you're going to love God and that's how we're going to have connection and... Becky's rolling her eyes. Over to you, Bex. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't want you to that pick was a, up that on was that. An I thought that roll. was the beauty of a podcast: is no, that I can react no, and then talk no, to him about I'm it on later. It like a car bonnet. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you mean, no? What I want to pick up on from that is that underpinning all of this is that we know, like, it's not unique to millennials. Everybody, especially maybe in the West, there is this lack of meaningful purposeful existence really we're caught up in these lives which have all these concerns and you know how do I earn enough money how do I do this how do I do this um but also there's kind of a renewed interest in spirituality if you Mm -hmm. like like we want to believe in something that's bigger than ourselves maybe that's why we go after these big causes and try to make a big difference like we want to believe that there is meaning and purpose and that the world means something my life means something and really yes we want Eden to be a place where we can give away and love with all that we are but really first and foremost we want it to be a place where we can experience what it means to be loved like that what it means to have someone give all of themselves to you um that's what we believe that God did through Jesus is giving himself his own life away so that we could have these, this sense of who we are and what life is about and um, why, why we exist in the first place. And these are the sorts of things that we want people to be able to connect with because we really believe, you know, we wouldn't be doing any of it if we didn't think that there was a really good God who loved us, who was, uh, wants people to be his children effectively and um yeah that's what I'm excited about is being able to connect people into that and give people space to say well sometimes I've had a sense that maybe there's something more sometimes I've had a sense that there must be something you know that happens after I die or some reason for things um and we want people to have a space to ask those questions and ultimately experience the kind of love that is the reason we're sitting here in this room yeah. today. Yep. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, I totally agree. There's yeah, no that's... pressure on Eden then. <laughs> yeah. It's just like going to enable us as a generation to figure yeah. out the meaning of life. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But what, is it, what is it? What is it? Aside from your involvement, Matt, and your involvement, Bex, which I'd love for you to talk a bit about how you're involved and what you're doing, but, what what does it mean for you? What does what's what's Eden gonna do for your life? Is it just gonna give you a list of jobs to do? What what's it gonna what's it gonna be for you? What's it gonna mean to you? 
How's it going to make a difference? Yeah. Um, so I loved what Becky said there. I think, I think to be reminded that there's a God who's in control, who loves you more than you can ever imagine. is just something that, that it just, I mean, that is, that underpins everything. If, if that wasn't true, I wouldn't, I don't know what, what I would do. That's kind yeah. of life wouldn't be worth going on with it. So um, I think just to have a group of people who are reminding you that and who are helping you explore what that really looks like, because yeah. it's so much deeper than just him saying like, God loves you. There's this, it, that yeah. when you unpack that, it's just mind blowing. So I'm looking forward to unpacking that with a load of people. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's just, um, I think, I think the thing with it is, is that, that, uh, life's been quite easy quite good for me up until this point mm-hmm. um and like i mean like everyone you have issues and um but i kind of i think about what life might have looked like if i didn't know that there was a god who loved me um more than anything else and yeah. where that would where i would be as a result of that and as a result of kind of the the life lessons that come from following Jesus and life would be significantly worse because I haven't, because I didn't know that. Um, and I would love for my non-Christian friends to have avoided the things that they've kind of struggled with and the, the issues of feeling like they're not good enough mm. or having to go and find value or self-worth yeah. somewhere else and, and watching it blow up in their face and hurt people that I care about. Um, and I would love Eden to stop that for people. I would love for people to be able to bring their mates and to see them avoid these things that, that we've been lucky enough to avoid. Mm. Um, and kind of, yeah, just to save like broken hearts if possible. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think it's just, there will be, I think Eden, the best stories of Eden's Eden will be the ones that people don't tell because they've been a part of Eden. I think if you can look back and say, yeah, I don't, I, I've avoided this because of yeah. being a part of this group. I've got a bunch of friends who keep reminding me that they love me and that God loves me. And so mm-hmm. I didn't have to go and try and find that somewhere else and get hurt by that. And um, yeah, I think that'll be awesome. I'm looking forward to Yeah. And Bex, how are you involved? What are you doing for Eden? Uh, so at the moment, my primary role is a backing singer. Oh, wow. But, uh, you know, I'm not just excited about, you know, dropping yeah. some great harmonies yeah my excitement for Eden I think primarily is um well definitely everything that Matt has just said but um for people to come along and rub shoulders with each other you know um the millennial generation is no different from everyone else in that we uh often stick to our own we spend a lot of time uh alongside people who are in similar life situations, mm-hmm. similar life circumstances, similar socioeconomic background and all of these things. I'm excited for the possibility of people to be able to come together um, and for the reason that they're coming together not to be just because they have something in common. But um, we're coming together to build community and build relationships where perhaps that would never have existed. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what God has done for us, basically. Absolutely. Um, and to experience that sort of group and to experience a community that has a purpose and something that people can, uh, really want to give all into, you know, not just, 
I'll turn an ownership up on a... aspect. I, th- I think like yeah. with the food nights, yeah. you're owning that. Yeah, um, exactly. And it, it's not just going to be one hour every few weeks. It's not yeah. just going to be um, an occasional commitment. It will be something that people find themselves bit like it becomes part of the rhythm of their yeah. life effectively. So they've got the food nights, they've got regular times where they're meeting together. Um, and I think that makes a world of difference because yeah. it's easy to just you know, sort of show your face and have little small talk with people when you're just doing something, you know, once a week or once a month. But um, when you eat together, when you meet together, when you serve together, when you do some sort of directed activity together, um, you find that sort of real life stuff comes out of that, you know, and people begin to open up and people begin to realise that um, they can find a place where they have some sense of belonging and uh, purpose and yeah that just becomes part of the the pattern of their yeah, life really so absolutely and yeah. and what you said there is so true and um, we want to keep this conversation going yeah. we want this to be so much more than just an hour a month at a gathering that's yeah. why we've got food nights that's why we're doing this podcast is because we want to discuss and be a community all together you are part of the community if you're listening to this. Um, and we'd love to keep the conversation going. You can do that by, um, you can tweet me at Benjamin Lasky, but Eden also have their own Instagram. It's at Eden Gathering. And the website is edengathering.co.uk. That's got all the information. That's where you can sign up for the food nights. And that's where you can see information for next gatherings, etc. Bex, thanks so much for coming oh, again. Thank you. Um, how great. can people stay in touch with you? Uh, I feel like this is just all for us to get more Instagram followers. I mean, yeah, that is probably the drive. Uh, My Instagram is Bex underscore Roberts. And my Twitter handle is at BexRoberts97. Or if you want to chat more, then drop me a line and I will give you my number. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. (laughs) And Matt, how can we stay in touch with you? At BanksyMatt on Instagram is a good place. I post regularly. Um, too much. In fact, he, he's, I, I'm going to let you into a little behind the scenes. He's actually posting right now. I'm <laughs> on Instagram. I am. So, yeah, um, well, go and see what that post yeah. is all about. Or, um, or the Eden Gathering one, because we're, we, I mean, we're shooting some music videos and we've got like loads of stuff in store with that. So, I'll that's be around awesome. that a lot as well. So, that's the place to so Eden Gathering, 5th of July at the Mix and Stay Market. Thank you, producer Alex. Yeah for producing once again this episode <laughs> definitely um, check out the website as well because that's got all dates and um times and things so the eden.co.uk the edengathering.co.uk um, what is it the Eden, oh no it's just <laughs> edengathering.co.uk isn't it um so that's that's the place to go to get directions and sign up for food nights and sign up for serving teams or sign up for social action stuff absolutely yeah. and we can't wait to see you basically yeah we'll see yeah. you there on the fifth i think i'm gonna host you're gonna sing yeah and, but awesome mostly stuff. we're looking forward to becky roberts on the backing on the vocals mm. to sing us out here she is <laughs> you can't do a <laughs> harmony by yourself that's we'll the one you main floor bye bye <laughs> see ya bye